Today's episode is brought to you by Annunciation Designs. Find out more about calling to mind the sacred in the midst of the ordinary at AnnunciationDesigns.com. This is Diapers and Disciples, Episode 80. On Diapers and Disciples, we're talking about living out the Great Commission as a mom. I'm Amber O'Hearn, and today's chat is with Canberra Kaiser. We're talking about Canberra's experience as a mom, including some surprises, challenges, and a struggle with infertility. Canberra also shares a couple ideas for prioritizing your relationship with your spouse that you could easily implement starting today. Thanks for listening in, friends. Here's my chat with Canberra. Hi, Canberra. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hello, Amber. This is so exciting. I love being here. Yeah, I'm so excited to chat with you. We So for everyone listening who doesn't know, we met in college back when we would go to Mass at 10 p.m. <laughs> and now at 10 p.m. I am like getting ready for bed or I don't know, playing a board game with Cameron maybe. But um, So why don't you start off and tell us a little bit about what your life looks like now and what your family looks like now. Definitely. Uh, my life now, I'm a physical therapist. So after Miami, I went on to become a physical therapist. I did that for quite a few years waiting to find my husband. <laughs> so I found him. And we have a little boy, Elijah. He is 18 months. And we um, actually just got our first house. And things have changed a little bit because I work as a PRN physical therapist, which means I only go in if I want to and if they need me. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's really nice for being a stay-at-home mom. Yeah, that's neat. So um, what does your uh, day-to-day life look like then? And then how do you, uh, when do you decide if you're going to go in? Is it just based on like your schedule with your husband? Basically, yes. That yeah. and then um, Papa Joe. <laughs> oh, <laughs> great. Yeah. So if the if the babysitter is there, it, it is nice to go in. But honestly, I don't really take too many hours. Yeah. I haven't worked any hours yet this year. So. Wow. It's, that's so nice to have that flexibility that you can be home. And and then if you decide you want to take some hours, you have that that option. That's really neat. Um, so when it comes to living out the Great Commission as a mom, what comes to mind for you? It's, it's even sounds so the Great Commission. It just sounds so um, like awe-inspiring and such mm. a big um, commission, really. I just yeah. think of prayer. Because, oh, wow, I need prayer for this. Mm. It is just a lot of work, more than I thought it would be to. As a mom, a Catholic mom, you know, I want to make sure I'm raising my son right. I want him to love Jesus. I want him to be a good Catholic. So I think prayer is so important. So I really lean into that a lot. Um, And then also trying to find just like great examples for him too. Mm. And for him to be examples also, our family to be examples for other people, like our nieces and nephew and as a mom, you're a nurturer to everyone. So mm. I'm hoping yeah. our family can help with that. Mm, I love that. Uh, wh- what does your prayer life look like usually? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to say it's a great, beautiful prayer life, but um, I definitely struggle at times. Mm-hmm. I, I do. Um, we'll do like a novena here or there. We do um, like morning prayers, nighttime prayers. Usually um, I would like to be better at more daily prayers, you know, throughout the day. I, I love that. I um, was just thinking about that recently too, because we, we don't really do the Angelus regularly. And I was thinking, oh, that would be something like easy enough for me to add into my day that I just haven't done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. Um, so has there been anything in particular that has surprised you about motherhood? I think the surprise for me is just 
all the little surprises throughout the day. Mm. Sometimes I surprise myself with like even what I'm thinking or feeling. I'm just like really tired sometimes or I'm really joyful or I'm just struggling with something. That should be pretty basic, but I'm just he'll just frustrate me if he's not going down for a nap. And then I'm like, what? Why am I doing this? Mm. This is a good thing. You know, I'm, I'm parenting him. Let's parent. Let's calm it down. So just the surprises I feel like of every day or just seeing him with his milestones, like he'll say the cutest words randomly. And that just surprises <laughs> me. And it's delightful. And I love hearing his little voice and just seeing him grow and the surprise of that. And I love all the little surprises. Mm, I love that. I feel like I have noticed that too, like surprises within myself where um, there are things that, you know, I didn't think uh, bothered me or that I didn't think were that much of a big deal before Mm -hmm. I became a mom. And now that I'm a mom, I'm just like ultra sensitive to everything (laughs) it feels like. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I I totally understand that. And then um, the thing about the words, like, I feel like I've been noticing that more too, especially with reading with my kids, the words that they pick up on that I like don't think they know. And mm-hmm. then um, I'll hear them use a word in a sentence and I'll just be wow. I'm surprised. Like, <laughs> wow, yeah, you know, know that? that exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh. So I can't wait for that milestone too, or just like when they can pick things up too like that and he can like read back and forth. And I'm just so excited for the next step too along the way. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Something I say, which I don't even realize how often I say, <laughs> but for some reason I started saying like when we need to get going, I'll say, okay, let's groove or let's get grooving. <laughs> and so the other day we were getting in the car and Lucy was like, come on guys, we got to groove. <laughs> it's like oh I didn't even realize I say that and it's so funny to hear (laughs) my five-year-old say it now but um yeah so what what are some of the things that you have found challenging maybe particularly as as a Catholic mom recently with Elijah I've been starting to go to there was a baby time at the public library and now there's a toddler time oh yeah so when we go there they have two books they'll read and I was talking to one of my Catholic moms recently And just out of just love and support and concern, she's just wondering, like, what books are they sharing with the children? Is it, you know, okay Mm. to do that? Because you never know. They could pick any book, really. Right. Share with the little ones. So I'm finding just um, just watching what he consumes, like, in his environment, what's around. So I'll check beforehand, before we go to the library, like, what are we reading today? And Mm. they've all been great books. Yeah. So it's all been good. But just um, keeping an eye on what he sees in this world at such a young age too. Mm. I know he's going to be in the world someday, but he's so innocent and I don't want his innocence to be lost so young. Mm. Yeah. I think about that a lot too. And I've, I've had that experience specifically now that you mentioned it at the library going Mm. and seeing like books just displayed that I'm like, Oh my goodness, my child is only, I mean, I'm thinking like, gender identity kind of books and like same-sex marriage stuff and it's Mm -hmm. like oh my gosh this is a board book (laughs) I want my this is so it's it is crazy that we have to during this day and age that we have to be sensitive to that sort of thing and um, be Mm -hmm. aware of of what's going on yeah I, I do find that challenging as well Hi friends just want to take a quick break to tell you about today's sponsor Annunciation Designs 
If you're a regular listener of the show, you already know I love this sweet Catholic shop. There's saint-inspired kitchen goods, swaddle blankets, apparel, and more. But today, I wanted to share about the monthly subscription, The Wanderlust Catholic. Each month, subscribers will receive a letter detailing the beauty and wonder of a piece of Catholicism. Hand-lettered and illustrated, these letters are sure to be a hit for you and your kids. Friends, I am homeschooling this year, and I can't think of a better way to do some geography and catechesis than with this fun subscription, and it's only $6 a month. Are you a teacher or a catechist? You could get a subscription for your class and see your students' excitement each month awaiting the tale about a new destination, written from a pilgrim's standpoint. Letters follow an adventurous storyline and are based on actual places, including factual details about saints' lives, cathedrals, churches, apparitions, miracles, local Catholic traditions, and more. Visit AnnunciationDesigns.com to learn more and use the code DIAPERS15 for 15% off the first three months. Again, that's AnnunciationDesigns.com. Something I'd love to ask you about is how you prioritize your relationship with your husband, especially having a little one. Um, I feel like that is like the most difficult time is um, like in the, you know, first couple years of being able to, you know, put my relationship with my spouse, you know, in priority. Definitely. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What have you found that's been helpful? I think we like touch base and we pray for each other, like at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning, I actually picked this up from my parents. They did this my whole life. Um, they bless each other in the morning and then mm-hmm. they bless us. So it just came naturally. Yeah. <laughs> I told my husband I'd like to do this and he said, sure, let's, let's do it. So every morning it's only like, I don't know, a 30 second blessing each really quick to the point. Um, but it kind of just gets our day going the right way. And we get to connect a little bit there too. Mm. Um, and then in the evening times, it's really nice that we live in a neighborhood now. We have our first house, so we're in a neighborhood so we can walk. So we'll get the little one all um, to, ready to go in his stroller. And he just sits there. He's comfortable in the stroller. He'll just look around. He's quiet, taking it in. So Mitch and I can just walk and talk. And it's one of the best moments of our day. Mm. That's so great. I love that. We really enjoy, we haven't been doing it recently, maybe just because it's been so hot out, but we really enjoy doing walks like that too, just where we can like dream about, you know, what life might look like in three Mm -hmm. or five years. And yeah, that's true. That's a great time to just dream and catch up or share concerns or yeah, great. I look, I look forward to the walks a lot of the days, but you're spot on with the heat because it is really hot. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Do you guys guys try and do that every day as like a time to touch base? We do. Yes. That's awesome. And then in the mornings, is there um, a particular prayer or blessing that you do for one another and for Elijah? Um, That's a good question. It's become like our own prayer. I find myself saying the same thing every day. It's kind of just something we started when we were first married and it's, it's interesting because we say different prayers for each other, but they're the same, if you know mm. what I mean. Like every day yeah. I start by thanking God for him, and then I just ask him to bless his efforts at work and just kind of take it from there. Mm. Wow, I really love that so much. Um, and I know that you probably, well, you were in the habit of seeing it, um, having grown up with mm-hmm. it. But did it take you a while to like establish the habit of actually doing it, or did it just kind of come come naturally? You know what? It, it did take a little bit of time because – 
our days or our mornings, I should say, were kind of off because I would always leave for work a bit earlier than him. So some of the times I just leave and then I'm like, oh no, I forgot to, you know, bless him. We didn't do it. Yeah. But after a while, it did kind of just, it's like second nature now. It's just, we just do it. Just it's what we do in the morning. We brush our teeth and do our blessing. Yeah. I love that. Um, Cameron and I usually do um, something similar. We don't have um, anything in particular we say over each other, but just, yeah, a, a little short prayer. But I, it did take us also a while to kind of get into the routine of things. Mm-hmm. And uh, for people that like don't have anything like that established, but and who would maybe like to try and establish something like that, do you have any thoughts or like recommendations? I'm thinking like if people aren't in used to it, maybe it could feel a little bit awkward, especially if they don't do a lot of like uh, vocal prayer like that. You right. know, mm-hmm. um, do you have any thoughts or encouragement? or tips? Well, I think if you just start doing it, it does become easier. In my mind, I would go through first, like what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for him. And then he's going to be away from me the most of the day. So I want to pray for um, his efforts at work. So I go from there to bless him at work, that he does well at work, that he does his job, um, uses his talents God gave him. And then I think about him coming home and being the head of our household. And I pray for him in that role. So kind of, um, just like pick certain things even. I thought that was an easy way for me to go about that prayer. Yeah, I love that. Um, Now, do you guys take date nights or do you do dates after Elijah goes to bed, kind of like in-house things? Right, right. Um, We've been kind of bad at date nights. Even when we were first married, (laughs) we'll do date nights once a month. And now, yeah, they're not once a month. They're maybe once every three months, which probably isn't good. So yeah, it's hard. It is hard. It is. I can only imagine with three, you know, like right now <laughs> I think it's hard. So um, I, I would love to do more date nights for sure. Yeah. We, we do them once in a while. Yeah. And also I, I find sometimes, I mean, I, I do think it is important to go out on a date night, just the two of us. But sometimes if we're doing something together as a family, it almost feels like a date night. For example, like if we go to a coffee shop together as a family on a Saturday and the kids are kind of like running around, even though the kids are with us, like just sitting at the table and talking kind of feels like a date. Yeah, that <laughs> actually know? sounds really romantic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's nice to have those every once in a while. Oh, I love that. That's a, that's a good idea. Yeah. So, Kimber, how have you seen the Lord at work in your life the last year? Um, the last year has been a big year for us. Um, like I said, we purchased our first home, and we've been looking for our home for about three years now. <laughs> um, we've been paying off a lot of debt. We're doing Dave Ramsey. We're just like Dave yeah. Ramsey fans. He's amazing. Yeah. So we've been looking, and it was just in the neighborhood we were looking in. It's a pretty popular neighborhood, and it's really not even that big. So mm-hmm. we're like, we'll just keep trying. We'll just keep trying. And I was even getting to the point. I'm like, I don't know if we're really going to be able to live there. I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the way things worked out just perfectly, we found this house and I just love it. It's it's an older home too. It's not like a big home. It only has um, three bedrooms, one bathroom. And I just love the feel of it. And it was built in like 1927 and mm. old school. And um, so we have like this, I call it my dream home. Just yeah. Great living in here. Um, so just seeing that come around and how I didn't think it was going to happen, but it did. Hmm. I think that's such an encouragement, especially with housing things, because I think that's a issue for a lot of people who are 
you know, in an apartment or Mm -hmm. um, in a house that they're renting and, you know, they're imagining like someday I'll be in this house and it just seems like it's so far off. And you said you waited for, you know, three years and um, it did happen. So (laughs) it it, it will happen. It, It does happen. Just yeah. going ahead with it. And what is nice, though, too, is we were able to pay off debt in that time. So I'm like, yeah. I knew what he was doing. He said, you need to pay off debt. You're not getting a house yet. So it really did work out in that sense. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, what have you been loving recently? I've been loving just the support of other moms. I know that sounds an uh, interesting thing to be loving recently. But I like the like personal support and even social media. Um, we've struggled with infertility. And... Recently, I want to say back in April or May, I wrote a post for a local blogger, Mom on the Go in Holy Toledo, Mm -hmm. and I wrote about infertility and our struggle with it. And I was just surprised um, how many people reached out to me to like offer me support and Mm -hmm. then who also sought some sort of guidance. I don't know if I was able to guide them too well, but um, it just opened up this community of other people were going through it. Other people were seeking support, wanted to give support. And I just like that it's out there now and we can talk about it. And I think it's important, too, as Catholics, that we highlight what a miracle it is just to conceive a child. Mm, I love that you mentioned that. And I wonder as well, because you have, Elijah, if people aren't even aware that that might be something that you struggle with. And Mm. I I wonder that a lot with people who struggle with kind of like secondary infertility, that um, it might be an ongoing struggle for them and people just aren't even aware or don't think to, yeah, aren't, aren't, aren't maybe sensitive to it um, just because they think, oh, they have a child, so they must be able to to conceive. Was that um, something that you guys knew before you got married or that was something you discovered? Yeah, we definitely discovered it. I was the one, like I said, I waited a long time to find my husband and mm-hmm. I was joking around with everyone. Like, I'm not going to do natural family planning. By the time I get married, <laughs> we're just going to, you know, we're going to go for it. We don't need, we're just going to have as many babies as we can. We want to be family. <laughs> Which is funny because I'm using natural family planning to help me conceive now. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, that's, that's awesome. But yeah, we did find out that first year. We, we were hoping for a honeymoon baby. We're going to get mm-hmm. a honeymoon baby. We kept waiting. We did have a first year anniversary baby, though. <laughs> that's so sweet. So once you discovered that you were having trouble getting pregnant, was there a particular method of – did you know right away – we should start charting and figure out my cycle or was there like a method of NFP that you knew you wanted to try out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, before we were married, I did have one episode of a cyst um, rupture. So okay. I went to the emergency room for that. So I saw a doctor, uh, Dr. Um, Stroud. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's just amazing. <laughs> and he did recommend that I start charting just to look at my cycle. Cause I went there and even asked like, where are you on? Like, what day are you, is your cycle? Where are you in your cycle? And I'm like, what do you, like, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't yeah. know what you mean. So I, after we uh, were married though, when we tried for about eight months, we decided to start charting. So mm-hmm. we found the Creighton model and we just love it. We just fell in love with it. And we saw the doctor again after we charted for three months and he looked at the chart for about five minutes looked up at us and said, you need supplemental progesterone. I'm going to give this mm-hmm. to you guys. Try. I'd give you about three cycles and I think you should conceive. And by the third cycle, we conceived. Wow. So it was that's, that's so neat. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a little bit of a similar experience, but it was before, um, before I got married because I wasn't 
ovulating at all. So I didn't know, well, I, I knew there was a problem, but I didn't know, you know, what it was. Right. And um, I went to like seven doctors. Well, it took me to the seventh doctor. The first six doctors were like, you know, birth control is the oh, only option, mm-hmm. birth control, birth control. Mm-hmm. And then I got to the seventh doctor and um, they had said, okay, let's start charting and figure out what's going on. And then it was a similar thing. It was a progesterone problem for me as well. So I needed okay. to take some supplemental progesterone mm-hmm. to kind of like kickstart my cycle a little bit. And um, yeah, I was I was so thankful for that. I I know there's like more of an awareness now of natural family planning than there was maybe even like five or 10 years ago. But do you, do you know, or do you feel like for couples like getting married now that there are support systems in place for that or even encouragement to learn NFP? I would think maybe depending on where they are really, because our church or our old church actually their engaged couples conference. That's where we kind of learned the most about NFP they touched upon it. And they said, there's, you know, different types of NFP, um, what they really do. And it was great that they were giving that to engaged couples. And they also touched upon, yes, you know, a lot of people use NFP, um, you know, to to decide like when they're going to have their next child and just for the use that everyone thinks of. Mm -hmm. But they also touched on infertility. And I thought that was really neat that they said that. Mm -hmm. They offer that to couples. So for women... Well, let me ask you this first, because this is something that I, I personally struggle with, is if I know that someone is struggling with infertility, I sometimes feel like uncomfortable to bring it up or like I, I don't want to like talk too much about my kids or I don't know. I, I feel kind of, um, I, I don't know how to like offer support and ask about how a friend is doing who struggles with that without it being like a painful conversation. Um, or maybe that's just kind of comes with the territory. Do you have any, um, thoughts or yeah, just experiences and what has been helpful for you? Uh, you know, when you had mentioned the support system of other moms, like what, what is helpful when talking with someone who this is a struggle for them? I find like I was pretty nervous myself when I first started talking about this, even my own struggles or bringing it up for other people's struggles. But now it's so funny. I'm like so comfortable with it though. I'll just bring it up to like anyone I'm talking to. Mm. I just, and that's why I think too, I, I really think it was almost a blessing for us because now I have this chance to talk to people about it and talk to women and couples. Mm. But a lot of times it sounds kind of funny, but I use social media. It works really well, especially if I don't know them too well or if they're far away and they just want to get some ideas or just even help emotionally. Like, how do you like go through this month after month of disappointments, you know, Mm. and just being able to just talk and be honest is what I find works really well. And it is nice too. I think for a lot of people, they want to talk to people who've been struggling too. So in the fact that you've, you know, you've tried to use progesterone, you have experience with it. That's Mm. very helpful. I feel too. Mm. And um, so if, if, people who are listening or myself included, we have a friend who we know struggles with infertility. Is there a way you said, even through like social media or something like that, that we could reach out to them and just like, is it helpful to check in and say, you know, how are you doing? Um, or what's been going on or, or is it best to wait for people to bring that up? What are your thoughts on that? That's a really, really good question. And I'm guessing maybe it differs between people too. 
Yeah, that's a good point. It depends, I feel like, where they are with it. Because when I was trying for Elijah, it's, it's bad. I was in a bad place with it. I let myself fall into despair with it. I was just disappointed every month I wasn't pregnant. I it wasn't I wasn't in a good place. Um, so I may have been negative if anyone brought anything up to me. Mm. But this time we've even been trying like longer than last time. Um, but through actually I've been reading Saint Therese, the story of a soul this okay. past year. And it has helped me so much that I find myself like I wanna go into that despair, but then I'm like, no. I'm not doing that. I'm going to count my blessings instead. So I like literally count my blessings, mm. um, which really, really helps. So I guess you're right. It depends on the individual, but it also depends where they are in their journey too. Hmm. But um, if, if all else, I don't think it would hurt just to even check on them, you know? Mm-hmm. So for moms listening who maybe feel like they are in that place of despair that you talked about, where it's just like month after month of, um, you know, negative test and trying to, yeah, trying to conceive, but just feeling the weight of kind of that, that despair. Do you have anything that you would like want to say to people who are in that spot? First of all, you're, you're not alone. You're not, there's a lot of other couples out there. It's a really hard place to be. Um, and, and like I usually do, I recommend trying out the Creighton model, trying out natural family planning. Um, if you're around the area, see Dr. Stroud, a physician, an APRO technology physician, they really can look into what's going on with this infertility that you're having or experiencing and help you formulate a plan that it usually is very effective. So there's hope out there. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's really helpful. And um, my heart just goes out to, to you and to people who are struggling with this, especially for people, because I know for, for some, it's a struggle I mean, for life, for like years and years. Mm -hmm. And, um, I can, I mean, I, I don't know that pain, but I could, um, you know, imagine. And I, um, yeah, my heart just goes out to, to people who are, who are in that place. So I, I thank you for sharing that, Canberra, because I think that it is kind of a, and I don't know if it's in Catholic circles where maybe, you know, there's a lot of big families and people are, um, hesitant to to talk about it and it's helpful to just hear someone who has gone through it and who's willing to to share a little bit that's a good point I I I like hearing my husband I joke that this is our big catholic family (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so sweet and it's that's just good to remember I love that you said that because it doesn't you know our catholic families are not going to look all the same so then my next question for you is, do you have any um, mom hacks to share or something that's making your life a little easier? Mom hacks. I love that term. That's <laughs> so fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's funny. I never, I like didn't plan on having this question. It's been a question since I've done it since the beginning. And Cameron really encouraged me to, <laughs> to put that in there. And it's been a fun it question. Is. It's fun. So. And it's great to learn other things from other moms. It's the best way to learn. Yeah. That's yeah, true. Help. Um, this is one that's neat. Again, I got it from my mom. <laughs> um, I love but Elisha it. got his church bag for Easter. And mm. this, this little bag that we take into church because, you know, he's little. He's not just going to sit there for an hour. He needs to be entertained a little bit. Um, but yeah. the church bag has, I think he has three, like, religious books in there. One with like, a baby going to church. Like, what's the mass? And the Easter story, the story of Mary. Mm. Um, he also has uh, little, like, figurines like Mary and St. Joseph. And then mm. a chewable rosary, too. 
Oh, we can yeah. sit there and chew on those things. And it's really nice to have that because he only has it for church. So it's still like a little bit novel every Sunday. Right. Something fun he can look forward to. I, I really love that. Do you um, change out the things inside of it or it has stayed the same pretty much? Um, it's stayed the same so far, but I do plan to, um, you know, like make it age appropriate as we go. Right. Update oh, it sense. and help them like understand the mass a little bit better, hopefully with all these different books in there and maybe some mm-hmm. Baltimore catechism in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. We, uh, we occasionally, well, now that actually Lucy and Peter are a little bit older, we haven't been doing mass books as much, but we used to um, do that really regularly. And they have these like little uh, saint, like wooden peg dolls, um, which I don't know if yours are wooden dolls, the little no, figurines but that you mentioned. I like that idea. Yeah. The The only problem is that it can get a little oh. messy so, <laughs> because it's wood on the pew. So... Yeah, we we have kind of steered away from that. <laughs> but um, yeah, for a while we were, we were doing that. And actually a parish we went to in the Twin Cities when we used to live in Minnesota, they had in the back of church like this little like coat rack sort of thing with all these little mass bags. So when the kids came in, they could take what? a mass bag um, to their seat. Yeah, isn't that, that cool? That is awesome. What a neat parish. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. And I, that parish was like thriving with families. So (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. I I love that mom hack. Very good. Well, Canberra, thank you so much for um, coming on the podcast to chat with me. And I just so appreciate you sharing and um, chatting with me. So thanks for being here. Amber, thank you so much. Just great to hear your voice again. It was been a blast. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Let me go ahead and close this in prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for the gift of our motherhood. Um, Help us to know your presence this week in our work and in our families. Uh, We love you and we entrust this day to you. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Hi friends. I so enjoyed catching up with Canberra and hearing about her experiences of motherhood. I hope you enjoyed listening in as well. I loved Canberra's tips for praying with your spouse each morning and checking in each evening, maybe even with a family walk. To find the show notes for this episode, you can visit diapersanddisciples.com. And if you're interested in supporting the show, you can visit patreon.com slash diapersanddisciples or find the link in today's show notes. Until next time, you all are in my prayers. God bless.